0: Good morning, everybody. Today, we'll be learning Daf Nun Gimel in Vashsechas Kama. Okay, so we were learning in the Mishnah on Inbez. yesterday's Mishnah. Good morning, Andrew. Uh, so we're in the bottom line in Ninbezim at Bez, Nophal So that was an unusual case that we saw in the Mishnah on in Ninbezim at Aleph, where a dude was digging, okay, and we'll see whether this dude that was digging actually owned the boar, but it looks like uh, several parties here were complicit in the injury to the bull. What what do I mean? Well, the missionists had said that if there is a digger, right, and let's say the animal, nafa lefana, falls forward, it depends how the animal falls into the bar. That's a fascinating idea. Does it matter how you fall into a pit? Yes. A person's digging, and the sound of the person digging startles the animal. Okay, if the animal falls forward, the owner of the boar is chayev. If the animal falls backwards, from the sound of the digging, gets startled and falls backwards, the owner of the boar is exempt. Isn't that an unusual halakha? Why would it matter whether an animal falls forward or falls backwards? Okay? So, Amarav, lefanov of mamish. So first of all, that's what it sounds like on the surface, but is that really even what it means? Is that what it really means? the, that if an animal falls forward, like on its face, he's chayiv, and if it falls backwards on its bum, He's then the owner of the boar is pater. So Rav says, yeah, the fun of the fun of mamish, the achar of achar of as we arrive in the Gimen of Aleph, right? The Mishnah is teaching you, um, that what? That the Mishnah is saying that the one who digs the pit in Rashashash Ha, Rabim, is only chayiv if the animal falls. Head first. Now, this is consistent with what we know to be the Shita of Rav, as the Gemara continues to say, Rav letamei. Rav is following his own logic. Dama Rav, bor you might recall the Machlok is Rav of Shmuel uh, with regards to Bor, One of the classic Machloks in, in Baba Kama is that Rav holds that the Maman Hamazik of a Bor, right? This gets back into the basics of what. Are we learning here in Ezekiel? Mamun Hamazik, this is not somebody who injures somebody else directly, but rather somebody has a shore or a boar or an ish, right, that injures somebody else. Whenever you have something like that, there needs to be a scenario where there's direct hezek, which is to say, if someone's shore, right, does Shane, Varegel, or Karen, right, Gores or eats somebody's stuff. That's straightforward, right? You own a possession, you own an ox or a bull, and that thing causes damage. You're going to be responsible for that thing. Where we started getting into a little bit of uh, slicing and dicing and abstract is a fire. So who owns the fire might matter. Right there, we had a machlokas as well, right? Because it's intangible. So a boar is subject to this fascinating machlokas, Shmuel, which we already mentioned, where are you being mazik? Especially if it's in Rosh Hashanah. How are you being mazik? It seems like it's indirect. Somebody fell into it. So according to Rav, it's the air. Okay, it's the foul air that causes direct damage. And so before you ever hit the ground, as the owner of that airspace, which is to say the person, you're the person that made this boar, You're the person, right, that's responsible. That is how you are going to be chayev. And a boar could take on right, a number of different, uh, right, so, so that is, that, that's the situation, that's what the Torah is referring to. Well, watch this. If indeed, what matters is the Hevel, right, and not, as the Gemara says, not because of the impact, well, that is going to matter whether you fall in face first, right, because, if the animal falls in head first, it's the foul air that's killing it. But if it's falling in backwards then the foul air it's not breathing it in, uh, so to speak, and it's dying because of impact, and that Rav says you'd be potter for. And that's how Rav explains our Mishnah that if you fall, if the animal gets startled and falls in backwards, you're, the owner of the boar is pater and if he falls in forward, the owner of the boar is chayev. Shmuel disagrees. Shmuel alma Bevor, ben milfano ben Right, And that's consistent with what Shmuel says, because Shmuel holds that what makes you hive is the impact with the ground, and the impact with the ground is the same whether the animal falls in face first or backwards. Mara points out, Shmuel mm-hmm. an interesting uh, application of Shmuel, an interesting analysis of Shmuel, that according to Shmuel, it's everything about a boar. It's not just because of the impact of the ground, it's the impact in addition, anything that would cause damage in the boar, whether it's the foul air or the impact, according to Shmuel, is what's making you hive, And therefore, whether the animal is falling in face first or backwards, you're going to be hive as the Bala Boar, says the Gemar. The Gemara asks, <laughs> Okay, so according to Shmuel, he asks, what would be the case when it says the animal falls backwards where you're potter? In other words, according to Shmuel, it is going, he should be hive in either case. Don't forget, the Mishnah said that you're only chayev if you fall in face fo- forward and not backwards, right? So now the Gemara is asking, that makes more sense according to Rav, because if you're falling in backwards, you're not breathing in the foul air. And so this distinction between falling in forwards and backwards only makes sense according to Rav. According to Shmuel, you should probably be chayev in any way, which way you fall in, says the Gemara, no. The case of Shmuel where you're putter by falling backwards is unbelievable. Saying that the case of the Mishnah which falls backwards is that you stumbled on the pit. It's not really, I mean, whether it's forwards or backwards and you fell, when it says backwards it means not backwards. It means behind the bar which is to say outside the bar. Wow. That's what that means. That's what the Mishnah meant. So you read it into the Mishnah and when the Mishnah says, right, that it doesn't mean like it fell backwards. It means it fell behind the boar. Well, if it doesn't fall into the boar, then of course you're there Andrew. You're, you're free and clear. It's the Baal HaBor. Well, that, you, you would think would be obvious. Obviously, if it fell outside the boar, then you're not going to be, be chayev. But the Chiddush would be that if you fall in the boar, that even though what caused, after all, what caused the animal to fall into the boar? We're going to get into this. There's going to, there are multiple sort of uh, accomplices here because the animal would never fall into the boar if somebody hadn't startled it. Ooh, does that matter? As the Baal Habor, do you take on less responsibility because somebody startled it into there? So we'll, we're going to see. We're going to see. First, let's challenge Rav. Says so the Gemara, Aceved. Bevor, a braisa that sounds like it's contradicting Rav straight on. Baisa says, Wow, that doesn't matter whether the animal falls in forward or backwards, you're going to have the balabar is going to have to be chayev. Tivta Rav, right? This is this is explicitly not what we would say according to Rav. Okay, so Amravchista Rav says, we're going to actually address this challenge in three separate ways. Right, that what Rav is going to agree with, that if you, Andrew, dug a pit in your own backyard, and then you were mafgir that backyard, you turn it into a public uh, right, uh, playground or whatever, and you no longer, you're mafgir the area around the, the boar, but you own the ground of the boar still, the animal can walk right in, so you're going to be chayav no matter how the animal fell, fell in. Even according to Rav. Why? Because in that scenario, says the Gemara, the owner of the, of the animal could say, right? In other words, you still own the boar, right? You renounced, according to Rav, you renounced the area around it. So the animal is allowed to walk all over, except the boar itself, where the hevel was, the foul air, that was yours. So certainly you're gonna be high if the animal falls in, right, forwards into the, the pit. However, Iba may, but if it died because of the impact, Chabata either also. It's also you own the ground at the bottom of the pit. In other words, Rav only limits to Havel and reshushha Rabin, right? But in a Rishusha Yachid, if you still if you own the pit, even Rav would agree that the ground is going to is going to make you a uh, uh, chayev again. There's kind of an important distinction that as Machlok as Rav Shmuel, whether it's the foul air, according to Rav, or the ground, according to Shmuel, that's only in the classic Bor HaRabim where everything was a Rishos HaRabim. But if it was your backyard, where you retained ownership of the actual ground of the pit, if the animal hits the ground and gets injured that's your ground that's hitting it and so according to right so according to the first explanation of this price that says that Andrew you're going to be high regardless of how the animal falls in it kind of turns Rava into Shmuel by saying that you're the full owner of the pit that was your backyard up in there and therefore the animal was allowed to go into the area surrounding the bar because you gave that as a public right ground, and it's this type of boar where Rav and Shmuel actually would always agree. So Rav's not, um, so Rav's not inconsistent with the Brisa because it's that unique case. That is answer number one for how Rav would reconcile with the Brisa. That's refchista. Rav Chista. has a different explanation. Rav said, Okay. That we could even be talking about bor B'Shosh but this animal now is twisting and turning in the air. The first, it's falling in face first, and it's taking in a breath of that foul air, and it's already been damaged. It happens to be that it got grossed out by the foul air, starts spasming out in midair, starts um, spasming and turning on its back. By the fi- by, the time it falls in the bottom of the pit, it falls on its back. But you're chayev already from the beginning, right? So you're going to be hive injury, even though the animal uh, hit the ground on its back as the Gemara continues say, the Havla, de Hanebe, a Hanebe, because already, right, once the foul air started to affect it, it really, it's like it fell forwards, right? Um, so it is for that reason that in, that, that brace is saying it doesn't matter if it fell forward, fell backwards, because as long as it started falling forwards, it's already breathed in that horrible, um, that horrible air, and it's already... Um, it's so already going to be damaged, and it is for that reason that Rav would say in that case. But if there was a case where the animal literally just like backed into it and never smelled the foul air, so then maybe there Rav would say that it's only the impact on the ground. In the Boar, is a robin, Rob would say that you're potter. But in the case of the brysa, it actually twisted midair first, took it head head on, and therefore it is for that reason that Rob will agree that you're going to be hive whether which which way you um, you landed. Okay. That is Rabbi's explanation. A totally different case. Why is Rav Seyyachayev, whether you fell in forward or backwards? My nihu. What are we talking about when we say damage done over here? It's not the damage done to the ox by the boar, it's the damage done to the boar by the ox. Okay. What do you mean? What my, What's the damage that an ox could do to a boar? Shehivish is up? Yeah. The boar... boar ain't no rake. Yeshbo maim, Right? The boar was filled with water. Okay. Well, Andrew had like kind of basically a cistern. And all of a sudden, he finds Barry's, Barry's ox in his cistern. Nobody Ain't nobody want to drink that water. That's gross. Okay. Well... Barry is going to have to pay Andrew for the ruined water. In that case, Rav agrees. Clearly, in that case, Barry would agree that um, Barry, Rav would agree that Barry is going to be chayev, regardless of how the animal fell in, because now it already doesn't matter. Because we're not even talking; we're out of the world, Andrew of of the of bor. This is not the hezek that you caused by being the baal habor. This is the hezek that. Barry caused by ruining your water. Well, that obviously doesn't matter whether it fell in forward or backwards. It's that case where Rav is going to agree that it doesn't matter if it falls backwards. So just to review. We have in our Mishnah a statement that if a ox falls into a pit, if it falls in forward, the owner of the pit is higher for the damage than the ox. If it falls in backwards, then the owner of the pit is Potter for the damages of the ox uh, of the ox, and then. We said that our Mishnah seems to follow the reasoning of Rav. And then we had a Brysa Ra- uh, that seems to contradict to Rav that said that um, it doesn't matter which way the shore falls in, right? Whether it's forwards or backwards, that the owner of the board is going to be Chayev. And we gave three explanations as to how we reconcile that with what we said was Rav in our Mishnah, right? We had Rav Chista, that said, that um, that it was in Andrew's backyard, and Andrew actually owned the boar. In which case, Rob agrees with Shmuel. We had Rabba who said that the animal kind of twisted midair, and we had Rabbi Yosef who said it's still a different case. We're talking about the boar ruining uh, Andrew's water, and it's talking about what the boar, uh, the shore owners, that we were talking about the shore rather the ox ruining Andrew's water, and it matters uh, uh, the discussion of what the owner of the ox owns, Andrew, not what Andrew owns the owner of the ox. By the way, how is Shmuel? Um, right, we have to say that we have to figure out, right, that and again, why did Shmuel say that, how could Shmuel reconcile the fact that in Armishnah, right? Mishnah, it's actually Pato and it goes backwards. So we said in according to Shmuel, in Armishnah, the animal never fell into the board when it went backwards. It doesn't mean that it went backwards. It means that it didn't fall into the bar. That's how Shmuel reconciles our Mishnah. Because don't forget, Rav and Shmuel are Amorim. They can't disagree with our Mishnah. So has to, Shmuel has to read our Mishnah a specific way. And Rav reads it a specific way. And now everything is reconciled, even the Brisa. Right? Shmuel obviously has no problem with the Brisa because according to Shmuel, uh, however you read it, whether it falls uh, forward or backwards, uh, it's going to be a the bal habor. He doesn't have the shivchista Rabbah and Rav Yosef reconciling it. Because he's already like the Braissa. Fine. So now we're gonna go eighteen lines down. Tani Rav Khanani Rav. wants to hold like Rav uh, with regards to this machlokes of whether you chaiah for the hevel, forwards, or chaif for hitting the ground, regardless of forwards or backwards, as follows. The Torah says, v'enafal. Right? That's what the Pasuk says. In the Pasuk of the Boar, it says that he fell into a boar. Okay. So when it says if it fell into the bore, so it sounds like derech nefila. It says the Gemara, a-chi-ipo-derech nefila. Right? So if a person opens a bore, and v'nafal, right? The ox or the donkey. So you're going to, right? It's v'chi-iftach. It's the classic uh, pasuk sh'mos. Perek chafal, pasok laman gimmo, v'chi-iftach ish bor, achichre ish bor, v'lo yechasenu v'nafal shamashor o chamor. So that means that it has to be derech nefila. What's derech nefila? Falling in head first. That's the way people usually fall in, apparently. And therefore, it's only head first, according to Rav, it's in the Pasuk itself uh, that you're going to be chayev. Mikan amru, that's where they said the rule in the Mishnah. right? If the animal falls in because of the sand of the digging and falls in forward, the ba'al ha will be chayev. La'achar afmikol Right? And if you Falling backwards are going to be Pathavizebibor. And both of them are called causing a case as opposed to the shot of Shmuel where it falls outside the pit in the second case. uh, It sounds like Rav. That both of them are in a case where the animal ends up in the pit. It just matters. Did it go derich Nefila, which is forward, or not, which is backwards? That is the understanding. That's the source of Rav's understanding of our Mishnah. Okay? Now. The Gemara wants to say, I'm fun of Mikol Korea Chayev. Let's look deeper into this Mishnah, Andrew. He falls in from the sound of the digging. Why would you, as the Balabor, be Chayev? After all, Nema Kora Now we're getting into it, man. It's 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 a case where what? The person who caused the digging startled it. So shouldn't you be showing up and saying, hey man. I dug the pit, but I wasn't the one that startled the animal into the pit. So, why should I be chayev? Let's look a little bit at Rashi, because we have some lambdas here to analyze. Look at this Rashi. Nuffle full of fun to A name of Korah See it? The Paterhu, why? De grama Almahu. see? You're the one that uncovered or, or dug the, the pit. But this is a grama, right? In other words, you, that didn't cause direct damage. It created a scenario where once where once someone else startled the animal, the animal was damaged, but you should be Pater. Then Rashi says, uh, you see a big parentheses, and then go after the parentheses. Rashi qualifies it and says, You're not the digger, obviously, Andrew. You're the owner of the boar. But it can't be a case where the owner of the boar is the same guy that's doing the, is doing the scaring and the digging. Why? Right? The case has to be the board's already been done. It's been dug, right? Otherwise, otherwise, Rashi says the high uh, the the In other words, it's a fascinating idea. You're not supposed to be digging, right? If you were digging at the same time, right? That, that you own H now there's the reason why right you are nobody should be chayev in this case right is because it's also to dig in a rabin. one who does so uh, illegally right is going to be assuming responsibility for damages okay so it can't be that the digger owns the bar because then right right that that must be in other words, if you, if, in fact, right, had been the one that dug, then you'd, you'd be considered your, your boar. And for sure you're going to be Chayev, right? Because, and it doesn't matter whether you dug it, somebody else asked you dug it, dig it, says Rashi or not, right? Because you are the one that's going to take on full responsibility. So it has to be that you own a boar and you commissioned somebody else to expand the boar. This is what Rashi is saying. That's an unbelievable Kiddush, right? Again, why does it have to be that case? Rashi is going into the lambdas of it. If you were the one that dug the boar and owned the boar, and in the digging you scare the animal, you're going to be chayev. But in a scenario where there already was a pre-existing boar, right, and you hired someone, let's say, to go in and expand the boar, so now... The guy who's expanding the boar, well, he's making the noise that startled the animal, but the boar was already pre-existing in yours. So you should be putter because it's a grumma. You as the Balha boar should be putter because you made the boar, but you didn't startle the animal to go into it. The person who's digging didn't really create the boar. The boar was already there. He's just expanding the boar and happened to have startled the animal. But had, the animal, uh, had there not been a boar in the first place for the animal to fall into, so then, so then the animal wouldn't have died either. So neither of you takes full responsibility or has full culpability for this animal, right? So that's what the Gemara wants to know. Why would anybody be Chayev? That's the question. Right? You have one guy who's just expanding it a little bit, and the boar is already there, so therefore he shouldn't be chaif. And you have another guy that owns the boar but didn't startle the animal into it. So it says Amr of Shimi Barashi, how do we reconcile this? It says how money Rabbi Nasani. Right. This is the famous sheet of Rabbi Nasan, as we will see. Rabbi argued with the chum, and he said, somebody's got to pay. What did Rabbi Nasson say? The, amar bala Zika ka'avid. Andrew did some damage as the owner of this pit, because after all, the animal is found dead in your pit. Mehai mehai. This is a fundamental idea of Rabbi Nasan that the dam, some, right, the, Barry had an ox. That ox is now dead at the bottom of Andrew's pit. Somebody needs to pay, right? There's no scenario where nobody's going to recover damages. So it's a wild case. Normally, when you say somebody damages, so you identify the damaging party and you say, okay, if you're if you're li- if you're liable, you're liable. If you're not, you're not. In other words, for example, right, if he finds it just dead in the middle of nowhere and is shot in the head. You know, I don't know, if, if Barry finds a dead animal and there's nobody that you could pin the blame on, so you, one would think, okay, that therefore Barry doesn't re- collect. Rabbi mean, Nelson says not that way. An unbelievable legal idea, right? A person who goes to law school, I don't know if there's legal precedent for this uh, in, in civil law, where there's damage done, you can't pin the blame on anyone, and, and still we say, okay, the closest guy to it, so to speak, has to pay. Right that, that, that we don't have that, but if Nelsonssen has this fascinating idea that if it's impossible to recover damages from one of the parties, you recover from another. In other words, in our case, you have a dead bull or ox in the bottom of the pit. So Barry can't collect from the digger because the digger could say this, there would be no right, there would be no uh, accident here if it weren't for the fact that Andrew had already pre- dug this pit. Therefore he takes the entire amount from Andrew because after all it's Andrew's pit in the first place. That's unbelievable. Okay? So this is something very novel of Nussan. And it really is it, it really points to a case where essentially if there's two collaborators, right, in, in the Nahesake, such that there is Uh, one could not have done the Hesok without the other, right? He's going to take uh, the one where it's found. Um, That's the other question. Why is he picking the guy who owned the boar instead of the guy who startled the animal? After all, it's a real collaboration, right? If the animal hadn't been startled, it wouldn't have never fallen into the boar. But if the boar hadn't been there, then even if the animal was startled, it would have just stumbled and gotten back up. So why is he picking on you, Andrew? Why does Nasan think that that it's you? So the simple balabatish way to say it is, I don't know, like it was kind of found in your board. <laughs> That's where it was last found. So let's let's dig into that pun, like very severely intended here. Let's dig into why you'd be the one. So the fa- the the basic famous idea of Rabbi Nasan is that that he does go to the guy nearest to this thing in a collab effort, and he does. Make you pay. The question is, why are you the one that pays? So let's see. The Tanya, here's the price as follows: collaboration, partners in crime. Shor as labor. One ox pushes another ox into a pit, and the ox dies. Bal hashor chayev. The owner of the ox is going to be chayev. Bal bor There, the Balabor is That's their banon. Rabbi nasan Omer, right? Bal that it's a collaborative effort. One is the pusher, one is the owner of the bar. Each one of them is going to have to pay half. So first of all, we're seeing, that according to Ruin he's always picking on the Baal HaBor. That the owner of that bar is partly responsible, even if another bar knocked him in. Wow. Okay. So already we see that Ruin Nassan is unusual. That he's, that he's going to make two parties pay in a collab effort for the same thing. The Hatanya, but now we have to reconcile Rabbi Nasan because, after all, Rabbi Nasan in a different brisa said the following: Rabbi Omer There's a different brisa. Uh, Rabbi Nasan says that what the owner of the pit pays three quarters of the damage, and the owner of the ox only pays a quarter. Wait a second. So in reconciling these two prices, we're going to come up with our new novelty of Rabbi Nasan as follows: Lokasha, Habatam Muad, right? In the case where the is a Tom, right? So then, the then you're going to have what the that the owner is going to pay only a quarter, and the owner of the, the owner of the shore is only is going to pay a quarter, and because after all, what he's supposed to pay is chatzinezik, so he's going to pay half of the chatzinetzik, right? the owner of the boar is going to pay 3 quarters why cuz he's going to pay the other half of the ezek. great cuz they collaborated in this one uh, ox ok, one owned the ox and that ox knocked it over and therefore he pays his ezek. however the ezek is shared with the balha boar but what's amazing is that what that in addition to that the owner of the boar pays the other half as well cuz all the damages are going to be paid here right so again you have to understand, Andrew. In the nezik of boar, there is no tam and muad. So there is two. I mean, this is this is uh, very interesting. There, there's two types of Hezek going on. There's karen of a tam, right? So when it comes to karen and goring, there is a distinction of chazi nezik nezik shalei, right? So again, the case is Phil's ox knocks Barry's ox into Andrew's boar. So that was a goring incident like there never was before. So now when he gored, if it was a Tom, the most Phil would ever pay is Hatsi Nezek. But the nizke Boar, if, if you were, had, as the, as the owner of the boar, if you had full responsibility, Andrew, then you'd be paying everything, right? So you collab with Phil in paying Barry, in the case of a Tom, the Hatsi Nezek. So each of you pays a quarter. But there was also the Nizke Bar. So when it comes to Nizke Bar, you pay the rest, according to Rabbi Nassim. That's how you ended up, in a case of Tom, paying three quarters, Andrew, right? So again, Rabbi Nassim says, mm-hmm. It means three quarters to Andrew and one quarter to Phil. Then the Tom, Andrew pays three quarters. Of course, it's in a Muad, where Phil would have to, both you and Phil would have to pay full. And it is in that case that you each pay half. Right? That's the case. Okay. Wait a minute. The the idea of the Tom, why does he say that Andrew has to pay three quarters? if he holds that Barry's ox did the whole damage and also the pit did the whole damage and Palga. Then after all, just split it down the middle, right? Phil has to pay Khatinezik in a Tom, that's fine. But Andrew should pay the other Chatinezek, the the other half. Because after all, both were completely responsible. a of high of it. So in that case, both Andrew and in the first case, where if you think both of them are entirely responsible, then Andrew should pay half and Phil should pay half. And if you hold that each one of you are collaborating and therefore should take half the responsibility, right? palga, palga, So then, Bala bore and palga. So then, Andrew should pay half because he's only half responsible. Uval via. And Phil should only pay half of the chatzinezek in Atam. mafsid. And what should end up happening is that Barry should only recover three quarters. Right? There should be no case where Andrew pays three quarters and Phil pays a quarter. Either Andrew and Phil each pay half or Andrew pays his half and Phil pays half of what would be his half in the case of Tom, in which case Phil pays a quarter, Andrew pays a half and a quarter is left unpaid. But there should be no scenario where Andrew pays three quarters unless you say that Rabbi Nassan says that Andrew makes up the difference as follows. I'm a Rava. Rava comes to the rest of you to explain. He says, Rabbi Nasan Dayano. You have to understand. Rinassan was an av, based in of the great, of the Sanhedrin Gadaila, right? He was, right, um, as it says in Horias, Rashi quotes, he was a real true dion. And he always understood the depth of, of, of halacha. And actually, he holds the following that in a collaborative damage, where Phil's ox gores and buries ox into Andrew's pit. They're, both Phil and Andrew in concept have full responsibility. So if you're gonna ask, so let each of them pay half, that doesn't work. because Phil can tell say to Andrew, Shoot He says, I should have to he said, My ox is a Tom. I would have paid only half if I even gored it in an open field. So what does my shutfus with you, Andrew, help me? Right? In other words, we both, Phil's going, they're all, they're all in bed and trying to sort it out. And Phil says to Andrew, listen, man, my shore is a Tom. The most I would ever pay is chatzinezik, right? So what, and, and this was a collaborative effort. That shore should ne- would never have died if you didn't have, have a pit. So why should I pay as much when it falls into your pit as I would have had to pay if if my ox had gored him to death in an open field, right? The only reason this ox died is not because it was gored to death and then fell into a pit. It was gored a little bit, got a little shoved, and then it fell on its way down into the pit, right? So therefore, there should be some, right, um, it should be a commuted sentence, so to speak. So The the amount that I have to pay should be reduced in some way by the fact that it was collaborative with Andrew and his boss, so says the Gemara. Ravas has to say, So, Ebais Ama, La'olim Kasavar Haipal Avid, Avid. Actually, Rav Nassan holds like this. So, again, Rav, Rav Nassan was a genius, right? So, the first answer that you could say, says Rava, is that the reason why, right, you're going to have this, this three quarters, one quarter, is because Andrew has to pay up a little bit more. Phil has to gain something from the fact that he's collaborating with Andrew or or maybe what the reasoning of Nassim was that everyone takes partial responsibility and if you're going to say well if everyone takes as, the, as we said in our analysis if everyone takes partial responsibility then it should just be Andrew paying half because usually a, a bore is full and Phil paying a uh, quarter because usually in the time it would only be and therefore uh, Barry's out a quarter that, Rabbi Nelson says, the reason why that's not what Rabbi Nelson holds, and rather he holds that Andrew owns, uh, has to pay three quarters, is because Phil could say to Andrew, my ox, or rather Barry could say to Andrew, my ox was found dead in, in your pit. Therefore you killed it. This is what we were saying before. Somehow, because now the ox is dead and Andrew's boar that's a bad look for Andrew, right? It is for that reason that Andrew takes on most of the responsibility because that's where Barry found it, right? Therefore, I'm going to see what I can get out of Phil. But whatever I don't get out of Phil, I'm getting it out of you, dude, because this was, after all, found in your pit. I have to believe that if it weren't for your pit, my ox would still be alive, right? Therefore, whatever I can't get, even if it's partial responsibility, whatever is unpaid... And it is from this second explanation of Rava, Andrew, that we see, that Rebbe Nelson holds, that he's willing to say that when we see the ox, is what I was saying before, when we see the ox in your pit, that's a bad look. We're going to do this unusual thing of whatever is not paid for on one side, we're going to be mosh limit. We're going to, right, have you pay the balance of whatever's left over after Phil's done paying. Unbelievable. Two dots, five lines up for the top. I don't believe in case of Rebunassan. It's fine. Related to this, Rav says another case. So it's a similar case. He's not he's scaring the ox, but you put a stone for a stumbling block, as it were, at the at the mouth of the boar, and sure enough, an ox comes, stumbles, falls into the boar. There you can also have the Rebunassan and Rebunassan where, right, according to Rebunassan, each party is going to pay half Okay, let's see, pshita. That should be obvious. It's the same case. So the gemara says it's not the same case, right? Uh, because ma'udatayma hasamhu. You might have thought that the case where the ox pushed into another pit, that you share the li- that you share the liability according to Nasan and fully according to, uh, liable according to the chachamim davar b'alabor Ila, ilabir didi tor didachavakotelay. Right? If it weren't for my pit, your ox could have killed. Right, the other ox with its blow. So you have to have Phil's ox at least partly responsible of a hacha, but here where the animal tripped on the stone. Right, the bala evan contains the bala boar. Right, if it weren't for your boar, nothing would have happened to my shore, my, to, to, to my, the shore. The shore would have just tripped and gotten back up. If the ox had tripped over it, it would have just fallen on the ground, it would have gotten right back up. It's entirely the boar's. Owner's fault. Kamash Milan, rather, therefore teaching you even in that case. It's exactly like the case of the scaring, the Umrulay, because the owner of the bar had actually said, He loved Evan, love enough of the beer. Yeah, it was only because he tripped over the stumbling block that fell to my bore. My bore would have been a very safe thing if it weren't for the stumbling block, and therefore the cases should in fact be parallel. Okay. Now we're going to go to more cases of collaborative damage as follows. Itmar, as we turn to Gimla Base. Sharp, Suleim, Akdash, and Shinakhul. There's a whole thing here where, in parentheses, which we're going to skip, de the bottom line is like this. In order for a shore to be chayef for damages, it has to be shore re'ehu, okay? So when something is a psule mukdash, it means that you can't, uh, it, it can't be brought as a korban, right? It's a bachor that had a blemish, it could be eaten, but the bottom line is, it still belongs to Gavoha. That's very important. If it still, be- if it still belongs to the Mikdash, it's not Shor Ehu. If you damage such a Shor, you wouldn't be Chayev, and if shor, sh- such a Shor damaged, it too would not be Chayev. So what do we have here? Shor of a Shor Psole and Mikdash right? So now two oxen, right? Um, Gored another animal together They collaborated In goring another animal So now Phil's animal is unique And that really kind of Belongs to Hektesh But it also Is kind of Phil's Because he's a Cohen And he can eat it But the point is That The two oxen Collaborated To gore another one But They didn't have Equal culpability Because only one of them Only Andrews Was actually privately owned In Chayef So what do you say there So the Gemara Amar Misham Chazinezek Right So Again Barry's ox gets scored by Andrew and Phil's ox. And, only really, and, and Phil's ox, however, is a Suley Muktash. So Phil's not going to have to pay. According to Abaye, only Andrew's going to have to pay. And therefore, you're going to pay the half, okay? And the Barry's going to be out the other half. However, Ravina, Omar Michelle, Amar, Ravina says that actually Barry loses three quarters because after all, Andrew only has to pay, assuming it's a tom, Andrew only has to pay a quarter of the damage. So the is going to say... Here's how you understand this case. See what's going on? That if it was, let's say, all the shores are Toms. Everyone was a first time offender. Oh, so why does Abaye say that you pay Nezek? Abaye says you pay Nezek because really, Andrew, you and Phil collaborate to pay Barry Chatzinezek. However, Phil can't pay anything because his shore isn't really, he's not really culpable for his shore. Therefore, it's like Rabbi Nassan. because Rabbi Nassan says what Andrew that if Phil can't pay, you're going to have to pick up the rest of the tab. Somebody's going to have to pay the chatzin Nezik here, and it's and, and so Andrew b'malkum she'ein ish since you even though you you're sure collaborated with another shore, you're going to have to pick up the entire tab. That is a bayit. However, the right according to. Ravina, he's going to be like the Rabbanan, to say that, no, we're not going to make you pay more than what you're culpable for. Your shore was a Tom, Phil's shore was a Tom. It's true that Phil doesn't have to pay because he didn't really technically own the shore. And therefore, Barry's only going to get a half of Chatzid That's one possibility to explain Abay and Ravina. Ibai "ma, Habahak Rabbanan. Or you could say both of them hold like the Rabbanan, where Andrew doesn't have to be marshlim the payment. And Habitam, Habimuad. Maybe the case is that you hold like the Rabbanan but simply, uh, in the case where you pay Ravina, you know, when you say you quarter damages, you pay, it's Tom, it's And that's why it's a quarter. And in the case of Abayim, when he says you pay half, it's a case of Muad. And the only reason you pay half is because really, together, Andrew and Phil should have paid full. But because uh, Phil can't pay, Andrew only pays half. Okay? I mean, some say this a different version. Abayim, I'm a Ravina, i nezek. The opposite. In both cases, Abayim says ezek. But there's two versions. One version, Ravina, is saying uh, that you pay, the Andrew pays a quarter. Or, and the other version, Ravina, is saying that Andrew pays everything. Everything. So the like, Gemara, oh, yeah. You could say, yeah, that's a case of Muad. So in Muad, Andrew and Phil have to collaborate to pay uh, bury everything. But that's, according to, but according to Rabanan, everything Right, is really Andrew paying his half, but Phil can't pay, so he just gets a half. Whether Huck or Rabbi Nassan. And Rabbi Nassan famously says if Phil can't pay, somebody's going to have to be responsible to pick up the rest of the tab, and therefore Andrew ends up paying full, even though his short collaborated with Phil's Ibai Seima. Or, Ha'Ve or Rabbi Nassan. You could say the both cases are Rabbi Nassan. Maybe the two cases are different, because one is Tom and one is Mu'ad. It's all a situation where it's Rabbi Nassan. It's all a situation where Andrew has to pay the full tab. But in the case of a Muad, the full tab would be full. And that's the case. That would, in the case of a Muad, it would be full. And that's where a Venus is full. And in the case of a Tom, Andrew only has to pay half. And that's why we come to half. So now we're going to turn up the heat and talk about three parties collaborates. Now we're going to have Andrew, Phil, and Barry attacking Matt. Okay, an ox... And a person, so Phil's going to be there in person, and Andrew's, uh, we're going to say Barry's ox, Phil himself shows up, and together they push another person or another shore or some utensils into uh, Andrew's pit. So now we're going to split it up. Ladies and gentlemen, this is fascinating. This is kind of like a review of. All of the damages. Kula When it comes to repaying damages, so now they're going to go three way. Barry, Andrew, and Phil are all going to pay together to, to, to reimburse Matt. Arba made Vlados. When it comes to what Tsar Nezik Ripoy Boschus, all those things—that's only human. So there, Adum Chayav Asher Bar Potter. There, only Phil's going to be Chayev, right? Because only humans pay Dmei Vlados, as we've said, right? The the value of the vlados and only humans pay for tsar ripoyin hasik right a bor doesn't pay tsar uh, and and boshes neither does a balashor okay the Kofer these are things that only apply to a bull that only uh, barry is going to pay right the kofar is for the death of a free man or the, shlo, or the thirty calling for the death of a slave that is shor chayev and adam abar those are unique shor chiyuvim. Linen Kalim Vishor P'sulei and where we just said Shor P'sulei Mkdashim and not Chayev, right? Um, that is going to be Adam V'Shor Chayavim U'bor Pater. That is something that bor is Pater in. In other words, we know famously the Bor is Pater on Kalim, right? So in all of those cases, it is actually going to be dependent. You are going to have, uh, basically, Andrew Chayef for anywhere where Bor is Chayev, Phil Chayef for anywhere where Adam is Chayef, and is chayef for anywhere where a shore is chayf. It's unbelievable. Now, my timer. What's the reason that a bor is potter, right? Uh, when, why do you say that a bor is putter in a case of the, of the as we aforementioned? Because, <laughs> Amar Karab ha The Pesach <Pasuk> says, Ba'al ha-bor kesef That ha means whenever you own the mace, that's when is its own property. But if the property is unowned, then you're not gonna be Rava. Do you mean to say that's Pashut, that you don't receive compensation for But Rava himself had asked this very question of whether Absula Mikdash, a bor bichay for that, the Rava, He asked, what would be the case of a shortsula micdashim in a bor? Would a bor be Balabor for that? And then he says, And then we said, look at the Pasuk. The Pasuk says to this, that, that it's uh, um, that he's not Chayev. However, Rava was not sure because he says, Dilma See, this tubsukim, that's the idea. But appears by bore, it also appears by shore. That's what the Gemara is going to answer. But really, we learned two things. One, Vamesiolo means that who actually uh, takes on the owner of, the, of the, 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 the Nizak, the owner of the damaged ox, who takes on the depreciation of the carcass. So we said that's the owner of the damaged ox, the Nizak, because of a Mesiyalo. So what do we learn from Macyar That Balabor is potter in a case of uh, in a case of sule Gdashin or the, or the depreciation of the veil. which is it? So the Gemara says, since Rava seemed confused about that, now he seems so assertive. What's going on? Says the Gemara, after Rava asked the question, he resolved it. And that's why now he's so self-assured. So then, where, therefore, where is he going to learn the depreciation of the carcass? Right, it says it by bor and shore. So he has, by pusuk by shore, teaches you the depreciation of the vela. pusuk by bor teaches you So the Gemara says, How do you know that the shore one Teaches you the depreciation, and the boar one teaches you the meishel that the, the, the uh, Maybe you could learn the opposite. It says the It makes more sense that the full patur should be by a boar, because there we know that kalem are in the bore. Maybe it's sure because of the patur chatzin should be patur. Says that we don't learn any case of an exact. Uh, uh, Nezek being Potter from shore, and it is for that reason that it makes more sense than when it says that it's putter by Suleyem McDushan that it's referring to the Boers. We'll pick it tomorrow. Bezat Hashem. Five lines up from the bottom. Two dots. on Anon Gimel.